I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This is Spoke, the all-new and exclusive podcast series with me, Chidera, a.k.a. The Slum Flower. And me, Sully Breaks, poet, writer, spoken word, artist, etc., etc. Where we discuss issues at the heart of youth culture and how music and literature are shaping the conversation. It's been over a year since the tragedy at Grenfell, tearing the heart out of a community and forcing London to take a long, hard look at what kind of a place it's become. The city has arguably never been more divided, and this is reflected in the country as a whole. As this disparity grows and communities break down, it's now reported council-run youth services will face a funding cut of an estimated three billion by 2025. Young people are increasingly left to fend for themselves as the government makes cuts to youth services and community centres, and young people are left with the dwindling resources and no safe environments to explore who they are or meet like-minded people. How can young people make their mark if they're not given the opportunities to do so? Where do divides in our society leave young people on the margins? And is it time we took things into our own hands? In this episode, we discuss community, creativity, and the ever-increasing divide between us and them. Okay, so Grenfell's a really difficult one. Extremely, extremely. Really difficult to speak about. Yeah, it's very... Because... It just feels like an incomplete story. Mm. And what's even more heartbreaking is recently Theresa May invited people to come down to Downing Street um, in celebration of, um, I think it was in celebration of British African communities. Yeah. And I was actually one of the people that was invited to that. But I turned it down and I said the reason why I'm not going is because it just feels like a desperate like an appeasement kind of method. yeah it feels like, like a desperate let, virtue signal yeah. on 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 her end and i don't want to do pr for her and i don't feel like the way grenfell was handled um was righteous i don't think she did enough so it feels strange to me that you know there are people from the community that she's inviting to downing street who were heavily affected by the tragedy and for that disconnect to exist and she still felt confident enough to invite us to her space to make her look good it didn't make any sense to me and I think in situations like that it's really disappointing and heartbreaking because I still feel like there's so much that could have been done and the conversation about it is really it hasn't ended and it's it's evident in the way that we we speak about things like you know youth centers and violence and drill and even Grenfell all of these things are still prominent in our society and I'm really curious and I guess a bit optimistic. But I totally agree with you. I feel like, but I think the biggest question we got asked is like, is it ignorance or is it like complete, just like conscious negligence? And then is it kind of like, what is the, what, well, like you said, her inviting people like you, is that manipulative? Do you see what I'm saying? Because Mm. like we say, inherently, there's still so many problems in our community that haven't been addressed, you know, that haven't been dealt with, but the country's still progressing as though they're they're insignificant, they're irrelevant. Do you understand what I'm saying? So unless we kind of have these discussions, where are we going to see them champion on any kind of platform, you know? Yeah. It's a difficult one because sometimes the issue is if you're not in the room, how can you make change? But yeah. at the same time, that person needs to be receptive to what that change requires. Yeah. And also that person needs to display a willingness for that change to happen. And I don't feel like Theresa May had either of that. So it wouldn't have made sense for me to go there and 
Do you know I, what I mean? I totally understand that, man. I feel like one of the things I've always wanted to do is like, just I'm not really into politics, but to sit down with a politician outside of them working. You know, like it's kind of like sitting with your manager outside of like work. Like say if you like if you worked in a corporate place, whatever, and you said to the manager, let's go for a drink. You see a different side of that person. Yeah. I'd, I'd be so interested to sit down with her like when she's going yeah. home to her family and actually be like, no, is, like, is this just a job for you? Are you just pretending? Do you know that all these people hate what, what you're doing? Are you aware or you just, is it like completely just desensitized to what's Well, the thing on. is, you can you can be aware that a lot of people are not happy with the work that you're doing, but if you don't value them enough as people, they exactly. won't value how they think. It comes down to community. Yeah. yeah. Big news. Big news. We have our first ever live show coming on November 17th in my hometown of Peckham. We'll be doing a live record with the incredible Emma DeBerry, the author of Don't Touch My Hair, and Rally Ritchie of Game of Thrones. We have performances with the one and only Getz and Lava LaRue. We've got Martello and Antonia Adelami on the decks. And there'll be workshops from Enlarge Your Memories and Tottenham Textiles. To buy tickets now, starting at £5, head to Dice and see tickets. So we got Amelia de Moldenberg in at the building. You might recognise her from Chicken Shop Date. Hello. <laughs> you got to introduce yourself and don't do nothing. Wait, are you going to be in character? No, or I'm are you going to be a meet? I don't know. I'm going <laughs> to slip into character. Who knows? Listen, um, one thing we don't want no. Sorry to cut you off. I just want to preempt that we don't want no humbleness right here. Do you understand what I'm saying? Say who you are, introduce yourself, and champion yourself because this girl is an extremely hard worker. She's taken a unique concept and taken it to completely mm-hmm. different heights. Had some amazing guests and she's innovating in her space. So let the people know who you are and say it yes. in your chest. Wow, okay. Obviously, <laughs> I... She's like that. She's like, right. Um, I am Amelia de Moldenberg. And I, yeah, I created a YouTube channel called Chicken Shop Date. And um, yeah, I think it's a... I'm really happy with where it is right now. It's I think it's one of the best interview formats that there is right now. Um, Android. Uh, within music, uh, comedy, um, personalities in general that I think um, young people in the UK are really interested in. And that's why I want to get them on my show. Um, I also hope that it shows a different side to those guests that you wouldn't normally see um, mm. in other interviews. And also, it's a, it's a comedy. It's it's comedy first, I think. Um, obviously, I want to show some insight, but at the end of the day, um, everything I do is just to make people laugh, first and foremost. But yeah, I also... Um, um, been in a few documentaries one on channel four this year which is really amazing about the royal wedding um and i want to get more into television i'm on a show on itv2 called don't don't hate the players at the moment as well so that's been really exciting doing more tv that's definitely what i want to be doing um and also carrying on doing chicken shop date and creating my own stuff um because you get so much more creative freedom when you can make your own things so yeah that's dope, me dope 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 Janira, you want to give the drum roll for our next guest Standing, standing to the, standing to the left, the man, Cheese. the myth, Cheese. the iconic, Cheese. Arnold Jones. Oh, my like AJ. Yeah, AJ. You know what I mean? <laughs> Why are you laughing? <coughs> None of this humble business, bro. Introduce yourself to the people right. you don't know. Give That's us your right. whole track record. You know Bring what I mean? That CV. Yeah, I'm saying, um, let the people know. Hi, um, I'm Arnold, um, George. I'm not good at intros, you know. Um, <laughs> Yeah, man, I'm Arnold. I'm I'm an actor, um, comedian, uh, writer. Um, I probably known for a character I used to do called A Squeezy. Um, put that to bed to focus more on my production company, which I started um, this year. Um, so far, just been writing um, BBC and writing for different brands. And we got a series coming out. Can't say what the series is. Comes out in January. That I've been working on alongside Jazzy. Yeah, man, just got a few stuff, man, working on a feature film at the minute. Um, yeah, and just trying to get stuff out there more as a writer and slowly getting back into front of the camera because I feel like, I feel like, a, you know, like when you're a singer songwriter and then you yeah. start songwriting for so long and you forget that you're actually a singer yeah, yeah, as well. Yeah, so I've been writing a lot for other people's projects or writing a lot for, you know, projects that I've been producing and directing under my production company that I forgot that actually act like even sometimes my manager or people that I'm working with are like why don't you play that role I'm like but I can't act they're like but you're an act I'm like yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah just been doing that okay let's talk then because I think both of you <coughs> have very significant roles 
in a specific creative community that's mm. existing and is flourishing within the UK, in it. So I think the biggest thing is, do you lot? How do you guys perceive the community, and what does community mean to you? I mean, what incentivized you to want to tell the stories that I guess typically are not championed by other platforms? Well, my sort of beginning started at in a youth club in Northwest London, which I think Arnold, you actually stopped <laughs> yeah. by a couple times. Yeah, I, I you was, don't remember I, me, but I remember you. Yes, yeah, yeah, I remember that man. I was um doing the photography. They yeah. had a magazine, didn't it? Yeah, so yeah. at this youth club, it was. Um, How old were you at the time? I was in sixth form, so I was like sixteen, seventeen, sixteen, yeah. seventeen, and um, we we basically made a magazine that was the point of everyone getting together, and it was called the Cut, yeah. and it was um, made by two women called Nina Mandahar and Nendi, yeah. and they were really amazing and. Basically, anyone could go. Well, actually, you had to be under 21. But anyone under 21 could go. From West London. I didn't live in West, by the way. I snuck in. No one one lived in West, actually. Like People were from like Feltham, like like, far away. Um, But I actually lived nearby, and that's how I found out about it, because I got an email free from school. Um, But that's sort of where I got into like the whole sort of UK rap, grime, world because obviously like I'm not (laughs) not really born into that world and I was like a huge fan of like McFly at the time so (laughs) I think everyone was was. everyone was like I'm a, a, a dog. I was about to start hair. singing Busted. I had to stop myself. Yeah, 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 Busted as well. I literally stopped myself. But yeah, um, but yeah I had no idea. Of, I, I wasn't a fan of, U, of UK rap and grime, but everyone there was like, that's all they were listening to. And uh, when when we got there, it was, it was what was playing on phones and stuff, and everyone was talking about it. And I wanted to get in on the conversation and have something to talk about, so I wasn't just sitting on the sidelines like mm-hmm. complete lemon. And so mm-hmm. that's where I thought, oh, I'd love to interview these people and like get to know an insight into their lives. And so that's how the format of Chicken Shop Date started, really. I also wanted to go on a date, and I think that's... <laughs> Just combine the two. Combine the two, Business yeah. and pleasure. <laughs> yeah. And also, when I start when I started doing Chicken Shop Date, those artists were were big in the scene, but they weren't in the charts as much. And now to see people like last week, Fredo and um, Dave, Dave are number one. So like now I'm not only interviewing just like rappers, I'm interviewing the most popular um, musicians, musicians in yeah. the country, which is amazing. Dope. So I'd, I'd like to direct the question to you as well, Arnold. I mean, was um, Amelia's basically just explained how the community kind of mm. intrinsically gave her the kind of like courage or kind of like the passion to want to like discuss it more do you understand so yeah. what how did the community contribute towards your creativity you know what i mean and um, what does it mean to you in for you and in your art you know for me um it was like i'm not gonna act like this i've got the same story that the, the cut helped me in that sense the cut helped me in a sense where because now that you've said that is I, I feel like saying it now the cut helped me in a sense where when i started that i was like a young youth from the ends. I was just doing end stuff. You understand what I'm saying? And I, I just didn't leave my area. I remember I was always in the ends, you know, just doing hood stuff and whatever. And um, you know, um, as you, stuff? I, whatever, whatever. <laughs> we don't see here. Whatever. Let's leave it. Whatever. Let's leave it. Whatever. I'm, I'm on with George now. <laughs> yeah. So it's like when I was there, it was like my. I was. I remember I was in the ends one day. And my friend was like, "Yo, I just see this ad." for this thing called the cut, whatever, can we go? Them times there, it was in like Lebrick Grove area. And, you know, when you're from the end, you think, oh, nah, it's a slip. Man's got to go there, yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah, whatever. So we was just like, nah, man's not going to, I was just like, I'm not going, I'm not going. But we was like, let's just try it, let's just try it. And I remember, I was like, you know what? What's the worst that can happen? So we went there, got through, and then I remember being on, I was doing the photography with them and being there, I was, I remember I was, they took me on some shoot to film, like to take pictures of some models. And I remember, seeing people get free clothes. I was just like, there's more to... <laughs> yeah. like, I'm in the ends. I'm like, this. I'm like, they're not getting free. I did that. It's just for posing with them on. You get me? I met. I met, I remember took pictures of Red Yates. Um, I met real, a maniac. Real icon, bare, yeah. bare people. Like, I met Skits Beats there, P Money. Like, all these people. And I was just like, this is like, there's more to what man's doing where I'm doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I was just like, let me, from that kind of open my eyes because... I was just a kid from the ends that didn't know better. You get what I'm coming from? And when I saw other things, I was like, raw, like I can get paid. Because I remember even when I first done my first show, when I first started doing the A Squeezy character, I remember I got booked in Peterborough and me and Rashid um, from Lincoln went up there to do the show. And I remember they were like, how much do you want us to pay you? 
It's like, like paid for what? Like, for what? <laughs> like, and I was like, I remember I think I told them like a 150. Yeah, and that's back, a calm we, when you first We didn't start think out, about that, yeah. we didn't think about the journey there, all that. We had to get to me and Rishi had to go to Peterborough on the train. We didn't think about that money together. Yeah, it was mad. I was like, I was like, give me a bill 50, I'm easy, you get me whatever. But it was like just that, like just being able to you know, do that is something that inspires me, motivates me because there's a lot of kids that have different role models. You know what I mean? At the time I had different mentors who was telling me to, that's why I always thank my boy Matthew who showed me um, about the cut because it was like, he weren't a mentor, he was my friend, but at the time it was like it helped. You get what I mean? Because everyone else was saying, let's go do this, let's go do that. And that's why I'm so passionate about this thing because it's like, there's a lot of kids out there that are talented that are just in the ends, but they don't know what to do. They don't know any better. Mm. They they know what they know because they wake up in the morning and a lot of them, especially that live on the estate, it's hard to leave the ends when you're on the estate. So as soon as mm. you come out of your yard, you're on the estate. And most time, a lot of men, like even when you watch Giggs' old interviews, they'll say that like, they didn't ever know anything other than the ends. Yeah. So, and, and it sounds mad when you say to someone that's not from the ends, but yeah. I didn't like I didn't even want to go Chocadero no, them times because of the bro, stories like, yeah. that I would hear like Chocadero used to be, man, that's an arcade in Central. No, but back then it was like, Chocadero, I'm not going out there, man. I've got to go there prepared or i got to go there tooled up or whatever. And it was silly. Bro, yeah. I grew up in Wood Green. I totally understand. Like, I yeah. think I didn't go to South London. Like, my, I have to go and link my girl, like, you know, my wife. Mm-hmm. That's the only mm-hmm. time I went to South. You know what I mean? Yeah. What am I girl doing in South? I was risking my life to go and see her. Do you and now you're married to her with a kid, so it made sense. She was crying. Huh? She's crying tears. <laughs> I'm always like this when he mentions his wife. Always. Oh yeah. I'm, 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 let's 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 get onto. I think. Do you like, know what? I think it's really Ellen. ironic that both of you um, were part of this really inspiring and awesome magazine called The Cut, mm-hmm. and now there are that one that that situation doesn't even exist anymore because mm. there are literal cuts now to youth services and. Imagine if both of you did not go to those services you went to and you never had access to the cut. Mm-hmm. Do you reckon you would have had the careers that you had now? No, not at all. Because I don't think... I, well, I wouldn't have started doing Chicken Shop Date and Chicken Shop Date has given me ev- all of the opportunities that I now have as a result of me, yeah, putting that platform out. The cut really, like, gave me the confidence to be able to write, to be able mm. to create. I feel like what Anna was saying, like, take somewhere they would never go before, but yeah. also it hones crafts and it teaches kids to have confidence in something and that maybe they're, they're talented in something that they never knew they would be. The format of a magazine is, like... There's so many different aspects to it. You can be a photographer, you can be a writer, you can be um, a producing editorial, all those kind of things. So it was amazing to have a youth club that not only gave us a space, a physical space, mm. but also had a structure to it. Mm. So you weren't just... I know other people's experiences of, of youth clubs are very different because you just go there and you play video games or... Or foosball. Um, <laughs> or, yeah, or you, like... Well, yeah, Listen like, to them clash. That was yeah, cool. like, yeah, if, yeah, if you talk to someone like Dizzy or someone like that, his yeah. experience of a youth club isn't um, writing articles in magazines. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but like, but it get, gives you it gives you different experiences. But yeah, definitely, I don't think that I would be where I am today without it. So I'm really, really grateful and uh, for that. For me, it's different because the cut helped in the sense where I built a few links there, and you know, it gave me that foresight to see things differently. But my thing started in college. But yeah, no, just yeah, using your your community that's around you to to make to be creative. I feel like yeah. that's really really important. And it's important, and something that anyone can do. Yeah. Like people are like, oh, but how do I how do I start? How do I get my foot in the door? How do I become a presenter? How do I become a comedian? How do I do this thing? How do I become a poet, a writer? Like anyone can do it. Like that social media, online, all of those things has made it possible for you to create your own platform. Like Jadira, didn't you start as a blogger? Yeah, yeah. I started on, as a literal. Tumblr. It was a very very yeah. Well, it was initially Tumblr for a while, but then I moved on to like, so there's this thing called Blogspot. Don't even know if that yeah, exists no, anymore. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was like run by Google, I think. Very clunky, mm. very analog. Started there. But at the time when I started, like similar to you, it was more about the excitement of just loving doing it and yeah. not caring about trying to gather an audience. Yeah, or, yeah. I mean, obviously, as time evolves and you start to realise that people are interested, that's when you then start to think about, you know, how people are going to respond to certain things mm-hmm. and you start to communicate with your audience mm-hmm. through that art or, or or media that you're putting out there. But just like you, it's something that you had to have, you know, used people in your network. So it's really, really similar to you. My friends at the time were photographers and videographers and, like, we would just, like, borrow each other's equipment. And it was all yeah. like, just like you on favours. I never yeah. paid anyone. Yeah. And so no yeah, paid we don't me. have any money to pay anyone. We, never, we were all broken <laughs> ambitious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll ask Amelia, what's your... What's what item, item did you, bring? you have today? Um, the item that I brought was, is... Big Nasty's 
comments on young people that he made in our chicken shop date. Oh, what did he say? Well, I asked him if if he has any sort of advice for young people today. I think it was at a time when um, sort of the rise in, in the, the amount of people who are being killed on the streets had risen to a number that has, hasn't been seen before. And I thought it was important to talk about, but I wanted, didn't, wanted to ask him, not directly that, but just to get his views on the subject because he's someone that has spoken about his political and social sort of stance a lot of times before. The devil makes work for idle hands, you know what I mean? Like, I was speaking about it with my mum the other day. These young kids are a bit fucked because of two things. Yeah, we're fucked because of what the government's doing by taking all resources and facilities away. But we're fucked on another hold that a lot of parents haven't got any control of their kids. That's just the honest truth. A lot of parents are getting spat and shouted at by their own kids. So, unfortunately, a kid who can spit at his mum and talk however he wants to his mum, you may be able to do that to your mum, but you can't do that to a man. So that's where problems will happen. And education's not just learning two plus two is four and ABCs. A- education is a trade. Learning something where you think you will be able to change the circumstance you're in. Mm. Mo Farrisine. Mo Farrisine. Come on. But yeah, I just thought it was it, it was interesting because I'd never sort of done anything serious in Chicken Shop Day or like um, had anyone speak about anything other than like I don't know like if their music was a, yeah. was a piece of chicken what would it be? Um, so that was really good, I think, and I was like debating whether to include it or not. But I think he's so engaging as a character that um, even though it was more serious topic, mm. I think it was still as engaging as as the funny parts of the interview and um, I think it's good you know if you can capture people's attention if you can make them uh, laugh and also have some kind of insight I think that's the kind of content that I'd love to be making more of as much as you know it is a light-hearted form of media that you're making at the same time because the nature of what you're doing is that you're documenting the times and there are so many cultural anchors that are coming on the show like Big Nasty I think it's really key that that perspective is shown because it leads into the question of responsibility especially as someone that's creating something from the community yeah especially as I know that like my demographic is like young kids like that's who's watching it so I thought well if they're if their eyes are on it because they think that they're gonna be um watching something that's gonna make them laugh then maybe I don't know they probably don't care, but <laughs> or hopefully maybe that they'll they'll see it, see it and think that oh wow like he has some big nasty someone that I look up to has something to say on the subject mm. as well maybe that's going to make me more interested in it too to be able to be putting stuff out there like Arnold you probably think the same thing like putting stuff out there that makes people laugh if they've been having a, a rubbish day I really like the comments when I get someone saying tweeting me saying that they had a really rubbish crap day and then they watched an episode of Chicken Shop Day and it made them feel better like that's amazing um, that you can give that to someone Um, because I definitely like watch consume content to make me feel better sometimes when I'm stressed about things you can watch something and it can really lift your mood in a way that you know so, uh, sometimes interactions with real people can't um, yeah which that's is a weird. point so yeah that's a very good point mm, it is man a lot, a, lot, a lot of people like someone the other day said to me um, you, your videos kept me out of a lot of trouble I could have oh, been doing wow. and I was like raw because I ain't put out stuff in so long so sometimes oh, you've I'm done just a lot at, for the community though man yeah. like in terms of like a, a, a figure or even if it was just a character you yeah. created something that not only laid the blueprint for lots of people to like evolve from, but also like allowed people to like channel like the conversations in our community in a way mm. that was digestible, but at the same time Definitely. it was it's, it's still kind of like it, it resonated. You see yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, I think that's that, and that, to go back of what she's saying is is, is key, man. Because I I never really get phased by them kind of comments as much. It just depends on how it's said to me. Like that one there touched me only because the guy was like proper saying like he could have been doing madness and it's like kept him out of trouble in the sense where not trouble like little trouble he's like it's helped him in in more ways than one you know so it could be in this i didn't get into detail with it but it could have been in the sense where maybe him watching it motivated him in a different way and thought oh i don't have to do because with me i've never hid the fact that i came from the ends and everyone knows i've come from the ends if you know me from before you know whatever but i just wanted to leave the end so bad once i saw a different life that I thought, how can I show people that are in the ends how ridiculous this ends thing really is? Yeah. You get what I'm coming yeah, from? Yeah. So I started, ex- like, I remember when I first came out and 
I was meant to be a shotter as a squeeze, and I was like, I got the lemon and the cheese. <laughs> for those who don't, for those who don't know, what's a shotter? A shotter is a, an entrepreneur who works in yeah. pharmaceuticals in the end. I love that. So, um, I love that. Yeah, and then... Um, <laughs> an entrepreneur that works in pharmaceuticals in the end. I had like lemon and chocolate and I actually bought up Cadbury's chocolate, yeah, yeah, yeah. lemon I know, and I know what you're talking cheese. About. That's so and, great. It's like, is that just, still available online? Yeah, that's on yeah. YouTube. That's, that's, like, that's that real oh, like... And it's like people watching, people, yeah. people laugh and they're like, bro, like... Because I've had man from the ends come to be like, bro, you from the ends, isn't it? Because some of the stuff you yeah, do... Yeah, yeah, the references is like, on point. Yeah, it's like, but it's like... It makes them laugh in the sense where they're looking at it like, I look ridiculous. Like it's just like ridiculous. Like it's, it's just silly. I remember seeing your videos and thinking that they were so original. I feel like you were one of the first people to really like bring mm. parody into that sort of world and culture. Oh, and there's you. so much power in parody, I think. Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah, there is. Like switching it on its head to say exactly what you just said, to show people how ridiculous it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. What they're doing in that sort of world. Yeah, yeah. I and love it. I think. Not, AJ, not, to, not to boil no one off, but yeah, go on. But AJ, do you know why what you what you do is important, especially when it comes to making fun of yourself, is that it takes a lot of vulnerability to be yeah. able to laugh at yourself. And yeah, yeah. when you are expressing that kind of vulnerability, the reason why Mandem are like, do you know what, that was jokes and like that has opened up a whole new perspective for me is because if no one sees anybody being vulnerable, we're all going to think the only way to exist is to be hard and, yeah, to, be, yeah, yeah. and to run away from feelings that scare us. So yeah. you didn't realise at the time that you laughing at yourself was you being able to own a side of yourself yeah. that was seen as something that's quite risky to do. Yeah. But you doing that was actually you empowering people that live that same experience and encourage them to see that, you know what, it's cool to laugh at yourself because through laughing at yourself, you're admitting that there are elements of yourself that mm. maybe aren't as great that you could work on. And I yeah. think that's so important. And I think that's one of the ways that comedy can have a healing aspect to it because 100%. it's about you just owning a situation and being like, this is mad. Let me just laugh about it. I'd rather 100. laugh about it than lament. Definitely. That's it. Because it's, 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 it's one of the... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Those ones where you you can't take yourself too seriously, especially in the the, the, the time of type of like era we live in now, where everything so looked like so hard. You know, like for yeah. example, mental health now. I feel like out of recent has a lot of people have been opening up. Yeah, and mental health like and it sounds silly. Like for example. I remember my dad, when I was a kid, he bought, he used to, I don't know why, till this day I'm confused. He used to buy a Slim Shady CDs. I, I don't get it. I need to play it for us on the way. Eminem. The proper, that, that, yeah. no Slim Shady old school was raw. Like, yeah. Really. And my dad my would pick out. us up from we school, yeah, and, yeah, 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 and yeah. have the CD on and yeah. pumping it. And I remember Eminem, you know, I never used to get bullied, but when I was in primary school, I had, I, I got, Normal lips now, but I just quite have big lips in it, yeah, and I don't know why big lips are cool now. But yeah. in primary school, big lips weren't the lips. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah, and yeah. I was getting, and I remember one guy, some, and this stuck with me. Some guy said, "If you if I was to throw you on the floor face first, you'll bounce back up." And that's, that I'm holding crushed, the love because that's deep. That was yeah, that that's one not crushed, cool. man. But it was like I used to get. Um, like I remember there was a lyric called Who's Not Ready for the Mercage I remember back in the days Hyperfen and Marcy Phonics Oh, Mar and oh boy, you're taking me My back, friend used to come up to me Some guys come up to me and be like You're not ready for the <laughs> I remember all the cusses I've got them all written down But yeah so it's like I remember listening to Eminem's CD And him talking about being bullied And I feel like from him saying that it made a lot of kids that were getting bullied come out yeah, and be like, no, it's cool to get bullied, but you know what? I, made it. He's I still own it, yeah. Because yeah, 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 then like yeah, yeah. Eminem gets bullied. I remember looking like, yeah. and I remember from then, I remember I moved areas and I said to myself, you know what? I'm going to start again. I got the new school. I'm I'm the cool kid now. And I came to school and I just became, I went to a new school and I, I just ran the yeah, whole primary school and high school in the end. I was just doing my thing because it, it's bad in the school at the same time because I got... No, I wouldn't say bullied, it was just picked on. Yeah, and yeah. Listening to Eminem, and he was like, Yeah, so now I feel like we've met home. He empowered you. Yeah, and it's good to make a, not a joke about it, but come out and 
make it seem like I'm going through mental health as well. What? You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, the discussion. Let's talk as opposed to I'm going to just keep quiet. Like when I listened yeah. to like back in the days, I listened to Tyler Creator. And oh, before gosh, before yeah. listening to him, I thought every celebrity was good. And I remember he had a lyric where he was like, sell out a tour in Paris lot. just to end up on couches. And yeah. I was like, what? Yeah. How do you end up on? And he just, his albums were just real. Like yeah. I'm just, I'm still at my grandma's yard. I ain't got no peace to move out, mm. but I'm selling out. And I was listening to him thinking, he just owns this thing. He's not mm-hmm. glamorizing it like it's good to be broke, but he's mm-hmm. saying, look, I'm an artist and I'm still broke. You know what I mean? And it makes yeah. you want to support them more. Yeah. So I've never actually listened that much to Tyler, but... Mm. I, it's powerful, I think, when you own your, yeah, your, your own, um, insecurities. Yeah. yeah, and say, this is me. I'm a hood guy, but I want to change. What but item did you bring? That's it. I got um, a, a, a lyric from um, give us the whole um, 16 though don't just nah, give it's just, it's, don't it's give it's us the lyric in isolation give it's, us the it's whole literally we need context the, it's literally the lyric and I'll give a context the lyric I've got is from Swiss Cry it's um Look oh, what happened to the motherland. Man. They don't want to see blacks the same, same as, as another, another man. man. Um, oh. And it's that lyric. The reason I got you that lyric. Carry on, bro. I don't, even I don't trade shade, but they call me a colored man. Come on, yeah, man. yeah, yeah. That's yeah, it. Yeah, Go yeah. and say the lyric. They tell me a colored I man. I don't change. That's it. Look what happened to the motherland. They don't want to see blacks the same as a motherland. I don't change color, but they call me a colored man. And the reason I got that is because so many conversations that we had about obviously colonizing and you know how you know I feel like the urban communities being looked at in a much more positive light as opposed to like what we was talking about earlier was like everything changes a year later something that was good can be bad you know what I mean yeah. and at that social time social landscape is constantly changing changing and, and at the time it was hard to be black or urban or whatever yeah. Yeah. and now it's like it's accepted you know what I mean and people are not worried about charting they're not worried about labels they're not worried about being mainstream yeah. they're coming out and saying yo this is me and this is what i'm gonna do and i'm gonna like when you look at the rated awards for example oh, yeah. like it's just like just the things that at the time when someone's saying put an award show because i remember being invited to that you know me never, never i never i know z list out here boy you know what I'm <laughs> <laughs> you never relate never invited i've never been invited, you've been invited to, to the prince's yard man and Teresa's yeah, yard yeah, you're you, good you're, man. Invited to the palace, you're in a different type yeah, of invite. i know but i would like to be invited <laughs> to the cookout as well you know what i'm saying rated but that that's why my 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 um item is that because i feel like it means a lot now when you listen to that lyric now and to see how far we've come, yeah. you know, as a community, as, yeah. as as people, as 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 young talented individuals, you know, who at one point was thinking, "How's my music or how's my art gonna affect someone?" And to now it being a career, you know what I mean? And that lyric, you can hear it now. And is that when you you say, "I look back and I laugh," yeah. you know what I mean? You can hear that lyric now and be like, "Look what happened to my day one." So, yeah. so what do you think the change? Do you think youth? young people were the key to change even if we're talking not even just in music we're talking about like in politics and in wider society because I, this change that happened what yeah. was the catalyst for it you I mean, know what I'm saying I think so but you see my problem with is yeah it's, and this is something that I'm very you know passionate about it's for example I, I don't ever push that the only way to do something you love is in the industry a lot of people push that mm-hmm. you have to Can be you a musician what that you have means? to be and I mean in the sense of someone might be want to be a doctor Someone might want to be a lot. Someone might want to do something else, right? Now, my problem is this. A lot of people from the ends, and I speak from someone that was from the ends, right? We, from the ends, it's not that we're dumb. We just ain't knowledge, have knowledge on how to awareness, get out. Yeah, yeah, when, yeah, How can we get there, right? So, for example, you'd have a guy who, for example, done something when he was like 16. He's now 28, 30, whatever. And he wants to change his life and tries to get a job. But because of his DBS, right? They're looking DBS. at him. DBS is based like a criminal record. So okay. when you go and they, oh, what's what's on your record, like you go apply for a job, you do a DBS check, which you have to pay for on top of that, oh, right? And then the results come back and it says, yo, you've done this when you were 60. Now we don't want to hire you. And it's like, they look at that and it's like, of oh, face value. Like mm. that says that. But okay, that was when you were 16. He's yeah. 30 now. You can see that this guy's trying. And then, that happens, he gets demotivated and goes back to the ends or yeah. thinks music's my only outlet or thinks I have to act. But he might want to do something else. He might want to work with kids. He might want to work as, as a carer because maybe he's had experience with his grandma who was struggling. He wants to help more people like that. But because of that DBS thing, he tries to go out there and it's like, oh, yeah, we look down on you. And I think that's what's hard on the community. I think there needs to be some change in that because yeah. we're just yeah. making it seem, not weird as in us in the room, yeah. in hindsight, it's making it seem as if, yeah, to chase your dream, you've got to be a... A rapper, bro. Like you, if you want to be yeah, a, right. a, a more, teacher, there's more there's industries more. where you can have success, and yeah. not just um, music or that, TV it. or sports. That, like the only, for example, the only you know um, barrier that people have in the industries, like for example, if you're DBS or whatever is bad, 
you might not be allowed to come to London. Like, for example, Meek Mill or Frenchman might ain't allowed yeah. to come to London, yeah. for example, because whatever they've done in the past. That's the only kind of barrier, but you can get in. Whereas when you're not trying to do the industry thing, you can't even get in because they'll look at that and say, yeah, we, you know, we understand that, you know, you've done community work and, you know, you've done mm. this and you've been helping your area for six, six years. But because when you were 17, you uh, threw firework on the bus <laughs> and got charged for it. Um, we nah, can't hide. We can't hide. And it's like, get to know me, man. So you know what I mean? It's a vicious cycle, really, isn't it? It is, yeah. Gonna, yeah if you're going to stop um, people from getting opportunities, then you're not going to have any more success, are you, in the community? There you go. And how do you expect these kids to stay doing what they... Because a lot of these, I've seen people get turned down by that and be like, you know what? I'm just going to go back to the ends because the ends accepts me. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm a shotter, a pharmaceutical. That that accepts me. You know what I mean? I'm going to go back and do that because I'm trying... I'm, I've seen people in the ends that are trying. Like, they're really trying to change their life around. Like, as in they... It's like, because, you know, you, you've worked in retail and you know how it goes. You can't make big money at a retail place you no, can't you can't, you can't afford a house working at a retail you can't even probably afford rent you know what I mean minimum yeah. wage is hard isn't it so someone might want to yeah. you know get a degree or do something better like even some some degrees that you're trying to get they ask for DBS you know what I mean some degrees that you're trying to apply, uh, apply, apply universities they ask for DBS and if your DBS is bad they don't let you come into the university it's all these little things and it's like you're just kind of putting preventions on people yeah, yeah. That people that deserve yeah. everyone deserves a second chance you know what I mean but so, it's but, interesting mm. what you said at first about what's changed, what made it change now that we're now all here and, and everyone's... And and the scene actually is, is so so incredible right now. Mm. I'm, I'm trying to think of what the turning point was from it being from from it being more underground to mm. to now, like the... German whip. Wasn't it German? No, I, I think, feel like I think it was everyone, German I think everyone just I <laughs> think everyone just accepted that we actually can do this. It's like, it's like for example... Um, <sighs> The first music video, I can't remember what song it was. What do you mean? The first music video on MTV, when MTV first came out, there was a song. Michael Jackson, was it? No, not Michael Jackson, it was... Madonna, no? No, it was some two... Video Kill Video Kill yes, yes, that's why you're the G. Isn't that Madonna? No, it was Video Kill... Oh, I can't remember her name. Yes, Video Kill the Radio Star, they always sampled it. I've got how it is. Video Kill the Radio Wait, sorry, is that the turning point? No, no, sorry, sorry. And then, Skeptor on a Mercury. The chicken shop date became big now. It was basically, what happened was, what I'm trying to say is, when that first music video came out, it was weird. It was like, music videos? What's that about? Well, we don't want to do that. You know what I mean? Mm. And then it takes someone just saying, you know what? Come, come, this is this is it. This is the new wave. Let's do it. So when someone does, for example, the urban thing, a lot of people might be like, ah, nah, man, we need a label. We need this. But then now people are like, we don't need labels. Yeah. You see people like Stormzy, Chance the Rapper. Yeah, yeah. People Honey. like yeah. JME, who's been, JME even says it on his bio, no yeah. label, no a yeah. no JME's been independent for the longest time. There you go. And it's, it takes a whole community to say, you know what? We're going to, because it's a risk to say, imagine everyone said, let's leave our label, right? It's a yeah. risk, isn't it? But yeah. it takes them to just say that and do it and then see if it works or not. Yeah. That makes sense. I also think, like, again, going back to the internet and social media and the, yeah, the fact that people now can be independent much more easily as artists and just in general creatives because mm. they, they can push their own music out there and they can push their own product, whatever that may be, mm-hmm. without needing these corporations and their um, platforms to do it for you. Know. You have your own platform. Yeah. Um, myself, you and AJ were having a discussion earlier about how um, there are certain things that happened at the time that if they happened now, they would have been received yeah. so much differently because yeah. of yeah. How, how aware we are and how conversations are influencing the way we even approach music, which is why I even think music has changed so much. Like with Skepta winning a Mercury, it's like certain conversations have allowed that to happen because we're now receptive to understanding the mm. depth and the meaning of that person's story and why it's so culturally relevant. Yeah. Mm. I feel like that's, and that's what I was saying with German Wick because I feel like past the grime era of when you had like Dizzy, you had like Skepta Pass, all of that mm. stuff, that was the first time I, 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 in years I'd heard a grime song like that was yeah. being championed like all everywhere. Yeah, yeah, like, so was, chart, right? you yeah, and was I was like, raw, like this is, I thought grime was dead to many people and I was thinking, raw, but it was because social media, I remember I was in Ghana when I heard it and I wasn't even in the country and I was like, raw, like what, Dan, like really, like really, see how see, when that happened everyone came forward yeah, exactly, and said yeah. you know what grime can can actually do it and that's what that's all it takes is for community because it is risky imagine you know we're all chilling right and we're all nine to fivers and I, it's like for example modern family there's a show called modern family and um a couple of the actors weren't getting paid enough or whatever yeah. so all of them took a strike 
Yeah, for mm-hmm. Sonic. And then when they money went up, they all came back. But imagine you take a strike, all you get fired. Yeah. It's like a risk, yeah. isn't it? It's like it takes everyone to say, yeah. you know what? I'm putting my foot down as a, yeah, as, a, as a whole. But yeah. with with Skepta as well, I think that he like is so monumental in like the yeah. change in in terms of like the music um, and its popularity right now. But I think it's because in his um, like with that's not me for example is like another track which i think like yeah. really blew up and like um and i think that's because he him and his brother were owning their identity and who they are the whole um the whole like meaning of that's not me he's throwing away his louis vuitton like throwing away yeah. all these things i'm trying to he's find that bin that he threw in <laughs> sitting what is it, the lyric sitting in a a, a black tracksuit mm. sitting in the front row like he is really mm. owning the fact that yeah he wears a tracksuit every day and that's cool and that's fine I don't, don't have to be anything that I'm not mm. I'm me I'm unapologetically me and I think that people <coughs> audiences really resonated with the fact that he was really proud of like the fact of his identity um, and I think that's why the scene really like caught on from that sort from of like that, yeah, authentic yeah. it became a wave after, like, Ace, after Ace Hood flow he just went on a mad one he yeah, just like I don't like, care about anything else and it becomes a wave because everyone once that happened everyone kind of looked at that and said like Chip started coming back you know you had Stormzy coming in you had um, at the time Bonkers was doing his thing at the yeah. time there was so much people that was just coming forward and saying you know what we can do this if you go and link up at that era Link up and grind it that era. It's like a chunk where it was just mills on point. Because back in the days when I was out here, I'd get like a hundred thousand hits, and that was the thing. Yeah, that was big. Yeah, of course. But now it's even like now one hundred thousand is still a lot. Yeah, now, it's, it's a lot. But I mean, like in the sense of yeah. like it's like it's like a thousand how it was back then. Because remember oh, back true. then when um. Crept and Corner got their first mill. Yeah, you know, they were doing push ups and everything. Everyone was like, they were doing push ups, they made a special mad. video and, and all that. Like, yeah. A mill, blood. Like, that was, nowadays, a mill was standard. They've all yeah. got plaques and that. Grand Daddy got plaques for a mill. Like, it's like, it's it's <laughs> nothing. Like, they just got it ready. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, it's like everyone has to champion something and say, look, I believe in this, we can do it and just jump on board as opposed mm. to how, how it was before like when Grime first came out Grime started in 2004 or whatever yeah, and look how long then. it took only now where people are like because everyone now because back then they were all beefing each other they were all clashing one of they hated each other like, yeah everyone was young the, everyone was I young. would say that the leaders of the scene at the time were kids bro look like, at Lee B, about, like, what Lee B put up and yeah. he's, um, he, saw, he said while he was on TV and his, his, his mum said is that the guy that said I had Afri's oh, yes, foot yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean because <laughs> they was like they like Bashi made a 10 minute diss track for Wiley bro oh, yeah, he went in where he talked about his sister talking about Peter you think you're a yeah, player. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll move to your sister Janaya. Like yeah, it was like, yeah. it, like mad, but now they bridgings, you know what I mean? And it took yeah. a while for everyone to just say, you know what, let's get this money or yeah. let's move forward as yeah. opposed to I think it's so amazing that now like young people can like and in communities I really think are coming together even though the beginning of this we were talking about communities divided like mm. I think seeing the success of people that we were just mentioned like Skepta like people who have been on Chicken Shop Date people that we all know and work, have worked with like seeing their success I feel like is really empowering to communities um, especially for young people mm. to see I just think it's amazing that like you can see people that have grown and have such success yeah. who have come from communities that are a lot like your own mm. like that's amazing and not even just musicians we were talking about Mo before and look yeah, at the journey like, that he's taken yeah. to get to where he is and just across the road he's selling out these massive venues you know what I mean that's from Sunday show back yeah. in the day you know what I mean that's been a journey of like 10 like t- almost 10 years you get yeah. what I'm saying so let's talk about youth like um an actual like activism you know what I mean in terms of like youth engaging and stuff you recently ran a petition didn't you Amelia do you yeah, want to talk about that clubs. a little bit? It was, I think it was a couple of years ago now, I think maybe a year and a half ago. But the youth club that we were speaking about um, in North West London called The Stowe, where The Cut magazine was run from, um, has been has been shut because of um, cuts to youth, youth services. So youth services are not a statutory service in the government. What does that which mean? Which means, um, so the government has statutory services, that are, so legal requirements that you have to fund, so like healthcare, education. Like Citizens Advice Bureau and all that. Uh, uh, I'm not. That? I'm not. I'm not sure. I don't think it's so. It's more. It's more like services that the government provides legally. They have to, um, and youth youth services are not one of those. A majority of the time, youth services are the first thing to be cut when um, local council budgets are decreased, which is what happened when the Conservatives came into power nearly over eight years ago now. And so, because of these cuts, 
the youth club c- couldn't afford to be run anymore. And so I started a petition, an online petition, to try and galvanise people to keep it open. Um, I think if we had a certain amount of signatures, then it would be a topic in the the next council meeting. Obviously, the petition sadly didn't help the situation. And now, um, yeah, the youth club has, has been forced to shut as as along with so many others um, in my borough of Westminster and also um, across the country and nationwide. And yeah, um, it's it's terrible, really. But um, the Labour, Labour have a pledge that if they get into power that they will make youth services a statutory service, which I think is um, the, the right step. Yeah, and I think that um, the government we have now should, should be pledging that too um, because... If you're not supporting young people, then I feel like the foundations to society overall are flawed majorly. Um, I think I just think how amazing it would be if all if all young people had the support network that like that, that I had, that other people had. Like how that will go on to make um, incredible adults. Hundred percent. Yeah. I feel like they need to. They, I don't. I wouldn't say money. bring back youth clubs. You need funding. Yeah, they need to bring <laughs> things like, for example, more workshops, more things that. Because now the industry is so intact where the guy that's big now lives on the estate anyway. Yeah. So collaborate with these people, meet with these people and say, how can we create stuff for your neighbourhood, create more purposeful things? And then you take the, them away from thinking yeah. like violence is the only way to like engage with each other. That's it, you know because I mean? I'm sure if me and Amelia just went to the, the cut and it wasn't the cut, we just went to Stowe to just chill, I, I doubt man would have yeah. had the ideas we had. We would just be I in think there. as well, it's like um, what I've noticed because of the lack of government funding, is that actually a lot of brands are now um, trying to occupy this space in yeah. terms of um, running workshops, um, being sort of providing the money that they have to try and help young people. Mm. But sometimes with brands, you have the... Um, what could happen is that it's more for show and that actually it's more of a publicity thing, a PR thing, yeah. that um, a brand wants to... Th- um, wants to show that they're engaging in young people, but actually they're not following through. So it will be like a, a, a sort of a day of things or like something rather than like something that's more long term, which I think that government money can really provide some, stability. Yeah. I know that there are a lot of, of, of brands and companies that are that do provide more long term things. But I do think that that's something that should be explored more if you ask a lot of people within different industries if they'd be willing to share some of their experiences and give up their time I think they would I think that people also have a responsibility to go out and see how they can help young people and what they can give I think that's a great point for us to kind of bring it full circle so I think the way we end the show every week is we kind of ask one person what they've learnt through the process of being in the show the whole point of this conversation is that everyone's on the same level nobody's more righteous or smart than anyone else and I think for us to be able to progress and learn from each other in this fast moving society that we're living in it's really key that we have these conversations and give each other the opportunity to learn something from each other because ultimately what's the point in having these conversations if you don't feel like you can contribute so for me I learned from AJ that there are so many different ways of displaying your excellence and you don't necessarily have to do it in a creative way. And it reminds me of... Um, so there's a time when I met Oprah, right? And I asked her... You met Oprah? Yeah. She just said it. She that, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tell me I met Oprah. Anyway. <laughs> you don't <laughs> just say like that. You don't it's say... Tell me Theresa May invited me to a party and I said no. Tell me I met Oprah. Don't graze over Oprah. Damn, like, you met Oprah? So I met, so I met Oprah and I asked her a question and I asked her what her favourite quote is. Yeah. And it just reminds me of what you're talking about. Her favourite quote, she... she uh, paraphrased a Martin Luther King quote and she said not everybody can be famous but everybody can be great because greatness is about service to others and I think that's really really key and something to keep in mind because in anything that you do whether it's entertainment and comedy through like chicken shop dates or whether it's through you um, directing and producing something that tells a really important story or whether it's through you just like you know writing blogs whatever you're doing I think it's really key that you're keeping in mind that someone gets something out of this that Mm. isn't just you that it allow someone to see a whole a whole different way of approaching and viewing the world. Yeah. Um, Sully, what about you? What have you learned today? I think what I've really learned is kind of happens off the um, outside of the conversation, but just watching both of these two speak. And I just think 
the level of growth I'm seeing in both of them. Obviously, you know what I mean? Like, obviously, Amelia, with where she started and where she is now, you know what I mean? I love watching, like, success stories, but also, mm-hmm. like, Arnold, you know, coming from A-Squeezy to where he is now and the conversations <laughs> he's having, do you get what I'm saying? And thinking about, like, how much, like the story of how much he was invested in the creation of the culture, you know what I'm saying? And how, how you just started. And then the, this weird serendipity but that the same youth centre that yeah. is no longer existing yeah, yeah, yeah. contributes towards this, this conversation. This was a plan, by the way. You honestly. understand what I'm saying? It's like, it's weird because no one knew that, but like the way that it could, like, it's just, I think that's really what was like, just left me. That's really what I'm going to be thinking about outside yeah. of everything we said. Yeah. That's really one of the things that I'm going to take Very away from today. Moment. Amelia, have yeah. you got anything to say? I, I think, yeah, just the same, just by being here with you guys, seeing the sort yeah, as you were saying, the growth of people because I've I've known you guys both of you two for years and Shadira I've known you for a while now yeah. as well but it's just the fact that we're we've like hard work pays off I think that's what it is and that like that anyone can get to this level as well that you don't have to you know have tons of cash you don't have to have all the equipment you can you can make something from your on your own terms and with your network and your community that's around you like I think that that's that's really what I've learned just from the fact that we're all sitting in this room yeah I've learned that the importance of um, unity, you know what I mean? The importance of unity, the importance of coming together as a community and having conversations, even if the conversations don't bring a direct solution then mm-hmm. and there. It's, it's just, just that conversation. Starting. Yeah, that seed, like just what start. Sully was saying about what he's going to take from outside. Like it's a seed that's been planted that, you know, it, it, it helps spark something sometimes, you know? So like we can have these conversations and I might sit at home because I've, I've got a script that I've been working on that I meant to commission, a commission, but I've taken long to start. And this conversation just gives me that motivation just to see all you lots growth. I'm going to go in today and just really, well, I hope so. Oh, that's <laughs> amazing. I, I say I will, but yeah. He will, bro. He will, yeah. He will. <laughs> Speak it into existence. Finish bro. that script. Hey, you must the account, I have to. You know what I mean? I think that's a great way to end today. <laughs> it's been amazing. Thank, Thank you, you guys so much, very much for coming. Thank you Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.